0: Welcome aboard Giants and Eagles fans to a joint, a special joint podcast here as it is NFL draft week. We're doing a special joint podcast with the No Huddle Show, our Philadelphia Eagles podcast, and obviously Talk is Cheap, our Giants podcast. We're going to get you set for the 2016 NFL draft. We're doing this podcast on a Monday afternoon. The draft will be Thursday night, at least the first round, and we'll continue into this coming weekend. The Eagles, of course, traded up last week with the Cleveland Browns, now hold the number two pick. Everyone expects it to be Carson Wentz from North Dakota State. The Giants sit at number 10, and the deal with the Eagles and the Browns obviously affects them, what happens in front of the Giants. So we have, along with myself, Joe Jolie, we have four people here, so five all together. Uh, you know them from our different podcasts, obviously, wherever you're coming from to listen. The No Huddle Show, Elliott Shore Parks, Mark Eckel. they cover the Eagles, and Talk is Cheap with Jordan Renan, James Kratz, they cover the Giants. What we're going to do is we're going to have a, a roundtable mock draft as we end this podcast. Right now, though, we'll start with a little talk about the draft and, and where we're at right now. We'll start with Elliot and Mark on the Eagles. Guys, we haven't spoken on our podcast on the, no, on the No Huddle Show since the trade last week. Carson Wentz seems to be the prize. We have the Eagles trading up from number eight to number two. Elliot. Your thoughts and now all the fallout from it as we sit here on this Monday afternoon.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a great move for the Eagles. I mean, people will counter and say, oh, you gave up a lot, you mortgaged the future, you're debilitating the drafts from here on out. I just don't think that's the case. Look, the Eagles didn't have a future with Sam Bradford as their quarterback, and they haven't had a playoff win since 2008. They haven't had a quarterback since Donovan McNabb left. They had to do something to try to get... Their guy. Now you can debate if Wentz is if Carson Wentz, who will likely be the pick, is going to be that guy. Um, I think he has a ton of potential. I've been watching a lot of film of him. Granted, I'm not a scout, but I think they're already better off with Carson Wentz on their roster than with Sam Bradford as their franchise quarterback. Did you give up, you know, a few third round picks and a fourth? Yeah, you did. And you're not going to have a first round pick next year, which, which which does hurt. But they weren't going to get. They they needed to get their quarterback. I thought it was a good aggressive move. Um, and I do think it's going to work out for them. Mark, what did
0: you think of them? You've been around a lot of these as teams have traded up. You've seen them throughout the different drafts you've covered. What did you think about what the Eagles gave up and what they're trying to do here?
1: It's funny, you know i don't I don't think they gave. I mean, they gave up what they had to give up. When you're moving up that high, it's going to cost you. Um, they actually got away cheaper than I thought it would have cost them to move up by spreading out the picks a little bit. But with that said, I didn't like to trade, and I didn't like to trade because I don't think Carson Wentz or or Goff, and that's apparently how he likes both of them. You know, he you know he likes vanilla and 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 chocolate. Apparently, I don't know. Um, I don't think either one of them is worth trading up for, I, and I think the Eagles have too many other needs to give up anything to move to move. I would have stayed at eight, and if one of those guys fell and you like him, take him at eight or even move back. And when it's all when it when this when in three or four years. When we know how these quarterbacks are, I got a strange feeling that neither one of those two guys are going to be the best quarterback out of this this draft. I got a feeling it's going to be either Paxton Lynch or even a guy that you get later on, maybe a Hackenberg, maybe a Cook, maybe a Prescott, maybe a Cardell Jones. I I just don't think these – this wasn't Mariota Winston. And there's a reason Cleveland, who kind of needs a quarterback as well and kind of has a guy that knows a little bit about quarterbacks being their head coach in Hugh Jackson – Trade it to pick. If Carson Wentz was the end all be all,
2: why wouldn't Cleveland just stay there and take I don't, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. I just think, and you touched on it a little bit, you know, what do you think of these prospects is almost, it's almost two separate debates. There's a debate of should, like, was it a good trade? Was the idea of doing whatever it takes to get that quarterback a good one? And to me, it, it absolutely is. I w- if you're an Eagles fan, you can you can at least sleep confident knowing this I team is that's trying good. What? I mean, <laughs> How good do you think do you think how good do you think Carson Wentz is, is gonna be? I think he's gonna be better than Sam Bradford. Oh God, okay. Okay, well that's what they would had. That's what they had. It's hard well, to so find better a... than Sam Bradford and, than sign Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's better than Sam Bradford. But he's older. I think at least Carson Wentz, I think Carson Wentz has the potential. Look, is he Marcus Mariota or Jameis Winston? You don't think so? I don't think so. There no, are people you do, out there. If you, had, if you told me you think Carson Wentz is gonna be as good as Aaron Rodgers, yeah, that's a great trade. Well, but we're all guessing at this point. I mean, sure. your scouts say one thing. I mean, a lot of different people say different things, right? So some people out there do think that they have the potential sure. to be very good. And I that's think – they... I want yeah. to know what you thought. Right. I, I think – it's he's
1: better, better than Sam Bradford. But yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
3: Rather Wentz than Goff, though. I'll, I'll chime in from the peanut gallery, right, Mark? I mean, at least, at least. least it's Wentz. I don't want Goff, no. Oh, I, I, no. I'll, I'll I've a... seen a bunch of people that don't like Goff. Right. And I will at say, least Wentz, at least Wentz, it's more like, well, we nobody really knows because he's so out of you know nowhere left field kind of
1: deal. I, Wentz is I, the most I, mysterious player in this draft to me.
0: Well, that's probably mostly because he, literally we no one really saw him. I know you know Elliot, you've been talking about watching him now. Everyone's kind of getting caught up on this, but. If we're all being honest, none of us really sat there during the college football season and watched North Dakota State football. Our listeners, never. I can I'm almost never, guarantee never, never, our I can, I can almost guarantee our listeners never watched a full game of his except maybe, you know, when they were in the championship game because they aired that on ESPN and maybe you just were hanging out on a Saturday afternoon or whatever and you watched it and you probably didn't even know even who the, heck the quarterback was. Even yeah, right, even they that
1: hall, Bob, so I probably was really not pay attention.
0: Right, even that's probably a stretch. You're right, Jordan. so we are dealing with an unknown here. Let me before we move to the Giants perspective on, on what happened and how it affects them, I want to ask all four of you. We'll bring James in as well. We'll go, um, we'll go with Mark, Elliot, and then we'll go to Jordan and James. We'll go in that order here to justify what the Eagles gave up. And, and I know we probably all have a different opinion on, on how much it was in terms of like, you know, was it crazy or was it fair? But they gave up a, a pretty good amount, extra number one picks and all that kind of stuff. What level of a quarterback do you think he has to be? You can give me a name of a current quarterback or just kind of a tier. Like in your mind, what does Carson Wentz have to be
1: if he is the Eagles' pick at two to justify what they've done here? Mark, you, your thoughts I would on that? Say he has to make a he has to make a Pro Bowl minimum. Minimum make a Pro Bowl, be one of the top, you know, five to ten quarter. Not you know, he doesn't have to be the best quarterback in the league. That's hard to be. I mean, but in that in that five to ten. You know when when people talk about when people talk about who are the best quarterbacks in the game today, his name's got to at least be in the conversation.
2: I think in, in a few years when we're looking back on this trade and we're looking where the Eagles team's at, we need to say, can the Eagles win a Super Bowl? And when we answer that question, it's going to be do we think Wentz is good enough to be that guy or not? Now he doesn't have to be a top two, three quarterback in the league to do that. I think, but he has to be. I, I think he's got to be like better than an Andy Dalton. He's got to be someone where you're not going into the playoffs and saying. This guy's a huge question mark on our roster. And, the, you know, as Mark said, that'll happen by making a Pro Bowl, by winning a playoff game. I, I think that's what the Eagles need. They need to know that they, they've got the quarterback position solved. And if, if they don't, then I, it clearly wasn't a good, a good trade because you're still going to have to be looking for the next guy. Right. He has to the, be the Donovan
3: McNabb. He has to be Donovan McNabb. That's it. That's it. That's like the floor. Like, you're making this trade. He's got to be at the level that Donovan McNabb was pretty much.
2: Wow. I, I would disagree with that. That's pretty hot. I mean, he's the best quarterback in the franchise's history. He doesn't have to be the best quarterback, but he's got to be got to go to playoff games. He's got to
3: win playoff games. He's got to be a quarterback who makes a makes Pro Bowls and and then makes you
4: a contender every year. I mean, that's what you just traded for. If you're going to trade up. That's what you're trading for. Yeah, I agree. I think name the quarterback that you think is the baseline for this guy can win a Super Bowl and the next guy below him can't. I I guess Alex Smith comes to mind. Maybe Kirk Cousins, if you think he could potentially win a Super Bowl someday, that's what he's got to be. No, I, you laugh, but I think that's what he has to be. A guy who's. I don't think Super Kirk
1: Cousins is ever going to win a Super Bowl.
4: I don't know. I'm hiring. I, but,
3: okay, so Alex Smith,
4: uh, can we
1: agree? I, I, have
3: have I have higher expectations. I don't want to make that trade up for number two pick and trade all this stuff and, and hope that I'm getting Alex Smith. I need more than that. Hey,
1: or Kirk. Kirk Cousins was a fourth round pick.
0: I don't want Jay Cutler. You know, I, want, I want more hey. than that. How about this name? I'll throw this name because I'm listening to all of you banter about what he could be, what he might be. We've had this comparison for a lot of different reasons: his height, his size, and where he's coming from. Forget where, you know, forget how he gets there or stats or any of that. If he has Joe Flacco's career, is it a good trade? I think it is.
1: Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Oh, yes.
0: All right, so that to, there, I'll I'll put that for me at least. That'll be the baseline. For Carson Wentz. All right, so
2: Carson Wentz and the Eagles That's shake good up- because
3: that's actually below Donovan but above, like, you know, Jay Cutler, Kirk Cousins.
2: Right. I'll, I'll take it a step further. I think even if Flacco had never won a Super Bowl, if Wentz has Flacco's career. I mean, Flacco's in the playoffs every year. picked yep. I mean, I you know, I think if they get Flacco with this pick, you know. Oh, Flacco no. also, I'll take everything bad I've ever said back. Yep, exactly. Yep. I
3: don't yeah, mean- I mean, without the Super Bowl, Flacco's not, you know.
1: But he, I mean,
3: he wins he the playoffs. But don't take the Super Bowl away. He did win a Super Bowl. I know, not but that's what that was Elliott's comparison. I mean, right. I don't I want I don't want Flacco without the Super Bowl. He's an average regular season quarterback. I'm not average, but he's mm-hmm. a you he know wins. he's good. He's above average. All
0: right, let's jump to the Giants' perspective on, on what had happened and how it affects them at number ten. Then we'll do our mock draft here. Jordan, we'll go to you, and then James. Uh, what were your thoughts on the, the move when it happened, the Eagles moving up? Obviously, it affects the Giants within the division moving forward. But in more uh, right now terms, it affects how things might play out before they pick at number 10. Jordan, what were your thoughts on the trade as it affects the Giants in this draft? Good for the Giants. I mean, we got,
3: you know, two quarterbacks, one, two. You know, we're guaranteeing. I mean, it's going Goff and Wentz, one, two. That, that means a guaranteed two quarterbacks in the draft, top of the draft, Number eight spot with the Browns. We could have three quarterbacks in the top ten. That means more players for the Giants. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Bring
4: on the defensive players. James, how about you? First thoughts when the deal went down? Good. I think it's a good deal for the Giants. As Jordan said, you guarantee two quarterbacks going. Because I'll be honest with you. If the Browns decided to stay at two and they took a guy like Jalen Ramsey, you know, maybe the Eagles were, I guess they were always going to try to get a quarterback, but If they hadn't done it, I thought there was some uncertainty before the trade about two quarterbacks going ahead of the Giants. Uh, I think it's a good move for them. I still think think that they're going to need a little bit of luck to get one of those top guys to fall to them, still at 10, but the odds have increased now with quarterbacks going 1-2 at the top.
0: They have. It has changed things here, and and we all uh, project those quarterbacks to go 1-2. So let's do that. Let's get into our mock draft here. Here's how we're going to do it. Each of us, there are five of us, we're going to pick the first 20 picks of the NFL Draft, which will come up on Thursday night. We'll each take uh, four teams and go through this in order uh, and make the pick. So we'll go around. We'll give the order out right now. Then we'll go around, make your pick, and give your explanation on why you think the team uh, will take this player. So the order will be James, Elliot, myself, Mark, and Jordan. We'll do that, and then we'll repeat the same order as we go through the picks five at a time. So on the board first, as I uh, I guess I play Roger Goodell here, with the number one pick, kind of anticlimactic, but you have it anyway. James, you are picking for the Los Angeles Rams. Who do you got? I am taking Cal quarterback
4: Jared Goff. The reasoning is because they're going to take him. (laughs) <laughs> and I would say my biggest question is: 2019, when they open their Death Star Stadium, is Jared Goff the starting quarterback, and a less need and Jeff Fisher
0: have jobs still? That's a great question. I, I, I Jeff like Fisher James-
3: has a job. I mean, God, <laughs> what the heck?
0: He'll go Yucky. eight and eight. He'll go eight and eight every year, and they'll keep him around.
3: Good for him. He's he's do- doing something
0: right. Well, uh, I guess he is. He's been around a long time. So, yeah, I like what James just did there. So we could all do the same thing, uh, give the pick the reason, and then I guess some some analysis on on what you think of, of how it's going to all work out. Elliot, you're up two, the number two overall pick to the Eagles.
2: Can I trade back to get more <laughs> picks? Or... No. <laughs> I mean, I'm taking Carson Wentz just because, like, as James said, so that's what they're going to do. I think it's a good pick, I, as we've just debated. I think he's, you know... He's got all the potential in the world. He's got a strong arm. He can run. And the thing, one more thing I'll say that we didn't touch on earlier, we're comparing him and Bradford. One thing I noticed when watching Wentz is he really, like compared to Bradford, he's got like a man's body. I mean, like he's, he's got big legs. And you look after seeing Bradford last season for Eagles fans, they're going to be impressed just on how much of a bigger guy he is than, than Sam. And I think that bodes well for his ability to stay healthy, um, which is half the battle you know, in, in, in the NFL. So you're telling you're me he has a good body out his body is fire.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> He's north All the right. of tough. He's rugged.
0: Analysis. <laughs> There's X-ray our analysis pop. right there. All right, I have the third pick. Uh, I'm on the board for the San Diego Chargers. I'll go with Jalen Ramsey for them. The uh, defensive back at a Florida State could be a corner, could be a safety. People say he could play both and play him well. The Chargers need a lot of help there. They were awful. They lost Weddle to free agency, so they could put him a corner of safety. Uh, and I, I've heard people say he might be the best player. In the 2016 draft. And I think this one, of the first three, I think this is the one that I don't really have any concerns that he's going to work out. Like the quarterbacks always wonder, Uh, I would think Ramsey's going to be a good player. So I think the Chargers get a a pretty safe and a pretty good player uh, with Jalen Ramsey
1: number three to the Chargers. Mark, you're on the board for the Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys will get the best player in the NFL draft when they select Ohio State defensive end Joey Bosa. Greg Hardy's gone. He comes in, takes over, starts at defensive end, and look out for the Cowboys next year. That defense will get a lot better with Joey Bosa on it.
3: Certainly in need, they got their whole team suspended at that position, don't they?
1: Almost everyone,
0: all the kids. Party's not there anymore. Mark, you tricked me for a second there because when you started saying best player Ohio
1: State, I thought you might go with the running back. No, you no, know, I don't want to think of running back at four. You don't. Nobody running backs are a dime a dozen. It is All Jerry, right. though. Jerry Jones, you know, he has... Don't uh, hold Jerry wanted Johnny Manziel today. Don't tie him up again. Put him in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> Might be it's the best thing. The last couple of years have been very good, by the way.
3: Yeah, they have their dress. They've been very good at drafting.
0: Yeah, they built that team up, obviously, <clears throat> very well around Roma. All right, so we have the first uh, four picks are off the board. We have the Rams going with Goff. We have the Eagles going with Carson Wentz. The Chargers go Jalen Ramsey. Uh, the Cowboys go with Joey Bosa. And now we have Jordan, you're up for the Jacksonville Jaguars.
3: I mean, I'm sitting here at five, and Laramie Tunsil's on the board, so I'm taking him unless somebody wants to trade with me. If Tennessee wants to come back in, number five, hey, I'm all for it. Anybody who wants Laramie Tunsil, come get it. He's going, he's going five. He's not going past the fifth pick. There's just not happening. He's the best offensive lineman in this draft by far.
0: Best player on the board goes Jordan with, the, uh, with Laramie Tunsell, offensive lineman, to the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're back to our, our original spot in our order. That means James is up with the pick at number six for the Baltimore Ravens. You know, it's, it's funny. I, I thought maybe I would have
4: a decision to make, but I really don't. This Tunsell's off the board and Boast is off the board. I'm going with DeForest Buckner, defensive end out of Oregon. Ah. Uh, even if Tunstall or Bosa were here, I think that would probably be the pick for Baltimore. They're kind of a risk averse, keep it safe in the first round team. Buckner's a clean player, has no red flags, and he's going to be
1: really effective in the middle of their defense. So that's why I would go at six. Go ahead, Mark. You wanted to make a point? Yeah, I just wanted to ask, I just wanted to ask James did you think at all about Ronnie Stanley there?
4: I did, and I, I think it would definitely fit them because they obviously do have some needs on the offensive line. And hey, it worked out with Ogden back in the day. But I just, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but everyone, I think a lot of people think Buckner's going to be a really good player. He might be the best player in the draft. I could see him going three to the Chargers. So I just think that he falls there, you know. And and there's no red, there's no concerns. He seems like a guy who makes sense. I think he might be the safest pick in the top ten besides a guy like Ramsey that we have.
3: Okay. You know, you know what I'm going to say? There's, there's so many best players in the drafts. I think it tells you all you need to know about this draft. I don't think any of these players are like that far above everybody else. I mean, you know, everyone's making an argument. There's like five, six guys everyone keeps saying is the best player in the draft. And, and
1: guess what? The night of the draft, every team's going to say that whoever they get is the best <laughs> player in to the draft, too.
0: That's a good point. And then years from now, uh, there'll probably be one or two that, that stand out above, you know, everybody else. So we have Buckner go at six. Elliot, you're now on the board. Uh, for our old friend Chip Kelly, now with the San Francisco 49ers, who do you pick for them?
2: So I was debating Buckner if he was going to still be there, but I think I'm going to go with Vernon Hargraves, cornerback out of Florida. He might be a bit of a reach here, but the Niners went hard after Sean Smith didn't get him. They tried to sign Josh Norman a few days ago when uh, you know he was uh, let go by the Panthers. They didn't get him. Hargraves is a little short for Chip's liking. He's only 5'10", but I don't really think – I mean, Chip, you know, he's working with Bulky at this point. I think Bulky's gonna have more of a say over who they take than Chip will. Um, they need a cornerback. I think Hargraves is very good. Um, I think he could be as good as Ramsey. So this fills a need for them. Maybe it's a little bit of a reach, but I, I think Hargraves is a, a good combination at this point of best of you know a really talented player and also filling a need.
0: Yeah, it'd be a good pick for them, and, and they obviously need a lot of help on defense because they've had you know a lot of defections over the years. So we go Hargraves by Elliott to the 49ers. I'm up now with the Cleveland Browns at 8. They were at 2 just a week ago, but now they've switched places with the Eagles. And there's been a lot of talk that maybe Paxton Lynch fits here, a quarterback. I've had a feeling for a while, even before the trade with the Eagles, that they're going to give this RG3 thing a year. Maybe they'll take a quarterback later. I'm sure they will in this draft at some point. But I think they're going to try to see what they could do with RG3, with Hugh Jackson there. And I thought from the beginning that maybe if they stayed at two, Tunsil could make sense. They'd protect um, RG3 and, and build a line in front of him. He's gone off the board at number five. But I think Ronnie Stanley uh, makes a lot of sense for the Cleveland Browns at number eight. So I'll pick him. He could play right tackle for a year, and uh, we'll see how long Joe Thomas lasts. But I'll go Ronnie Stanley at number eight at a Notre Dame for the Browns. I think if the Browns stay at eight,
4: that a guy like Stanley is, or Conklin, if, if he's there, if Stanley's gone, is the perfect pit, f- pick for them. Is one, Joe Thomas, you know, he's a guy who doesn't have a whole lot of time left and he might not be on the roster if they come to their senses and trade him. And two, it, it's just a safe pick for a team that is going to be so bad next year that they're going to be right here at the top again anyway. So they might as well just put a shot in the fairway, take an offensive lineman, and just look to the future because that's all they have is the future.
3: Don't be surprised if Joe Thomas is traded to. wouldn't Wouldn't be a total shocker. I've I've heard I've heard that out on the, you know I've heard that out there that uh, that was still being discussed in some uh, some avenues.
0: And didn't that, didn't it, that almost happen last year during the season? Were not there rumors about the Broncos and they were they were kind of exploring a Joe Thomas deal last year? Am I right about that, Jordan?
3: Yeah, he almost went to the Broncos. Just from what they said, you know, just they couldn't get it done in time.
1: Right. What do, what do you think about this, Mark? Could a team, and I was going to ask Jordan or James, could a team uh, that plays at MetLife Stadium be interested in uh, Joe Thomas?
3: I think they would be. I don't know if they're really willing to pay that price. I mean, it's an older guy getting paid a lot of money. uh, The cap, all right. And you'd have to put your future left tackle and move him over, and they've been reluctant to want to do that so far.
0: They have, uh, but Joe Thomas, obviously with his accolades, he could be maybe an exception. That would be interesting if if Thomas – um, if this played out, they got Stanley and, and maybe look to move Thomas. That would be a, a, a fun wrinkle in the draft. All right, so Ronnie Stanley goes number eight to the Bucks. Mark, you're now up. Excuse me, Ronnie Stanley goes eight to the Browns. You're up, Mark, number nine with the Tampa
1: Bay Bucks. Yeah, and I, w- I really wanted Hargraves. Um, so Too he's bad. Gone. <laughs> he's Chip gone. He stole going, him. Yeah, no, no, I, 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 yeah, well, that's okay. I'm gonna, You know, it's funny. I'm going to make this pick because I wrote Monday morning that this guy might slip out of the top ten. Um, I don't. But if the way this, if this goes the way it has, I don't think Tampa Bay um, could pass up Miles Jack at number nine. Uh, yes, there's there's concerns about his knees, and I'm not sure what the Tampa Bay doctors feel. Um, some teams aren't scared. Some teams are very scared. But I mean, Tampa took a gamble last year on Jameis Winston, not a not a health gamble, but an off the field gamble. And you know there were a lot of teams scared of Jameis Winston because of his you know character issues. Tampa ignored him, took him, and, and he had a pretty good year and stayed out of trouble. So I think Tampa again rolls the dice, gambles a little bit on Miles Jack, and they might get it, and they might have the next Derek Brooks.
0: And if they do, it would obviously be a great pick. And I know it seems like all these different teams have different thoughts on on what Jack would be. So he's. Uh, around this time, he's going to be a polarizing pick wherever he goes. If he had lasted, I would have been fascinated to see what Jordan did at number ten with the Giants. He's off the board, so Jordan, you're up. I the think Giants... I would have passed. Okay, oh, yeah. you would have passed. I did Jordan a favor? I think I would have. Yeah, he did do me a favor, but I think I would have passed
3: at this point. I mean, this is the most injured team over the last three. Each of the last three years, that's a tough pick for them to have to stomach at this point. I, I don't. I've heard you know conflicting things on this over the last week or so. It just makes me wonder if they're in position to be able to make that. So I would have gone, I mean, my choices now are Conklin, Jack Conklin, Ezekiel Elliott, and Leonard Floyd. And here I'm going with Leonard Floyd. He's their guy. He's the guy that they seem to have been targeting since even before the uh, NFL scouting combine. A great athlete, uh, tremendous athleticism and explosiveness, really will add to that linebacking core. It's something they desperately need. Uh, with his ability, really versatility, to do a little bit of everything. Pass, rush, cover, and run sideline to sideline. So Leonard Floyd is my pick here, linebacker from Georgia.
0: So our top ten, just to kind of reset, and then we'll go through ten more, we'll take this to the 20th pick. Our top ten, Goff goes number one to the Rams. Carson Wentz, number two to the Eagles. Jalen Ramsey, three to the Chargers. Joey Bosa, four to the Cowboys. Tunsil, five to the Jaguars. DeForest Buckner, 6 to the Ravens. Hargraves, Vernon Hargraves, 7 to the Niners. Uh, Ronnie Stanley, 8 to the Browns. Miles Jack to the Bucks at 9. And Leonard Floyd goes to 10, uh, Right goes number 10 right there to the New York Giants. Now let's get the Joe, Eagles. Joe, real
3: quick, Joe, real quick. Would anyone have gone in another direction for the Giants? Would anyone have gone Conklin, Treadwell, Elliott
0: over uh, Floyd in for that me, spot? For me, I think Floyd would have been my pick, but the uh, – the only guy that I just keep wondering if he's too good, and may, I don't know what the Giants think of him, but he may be too good to pass up, would be Ezekiel Elliott. If he's, if he's as good as some people think he could be, uh, he could be a game changer. And the last time they had a pick that was a game changer was Beckham. So that kind of sticks out in my mind, but I probably would have um, taken Floyd there. James, what would you have done covering the Giants and, and your, your thoughts on a, a team you know very well? Okay. I think Elliott is going to be a star in the NFL. But Thanks, I think. And-
4: <laughs> what I think is interesting is you get to these teams like we talked about the Giants, the, the Cowboys. The idea of taking Ezekiel Elliott it sounds awesome. We're going to get Ezekiel Elliott, and he's this three down monster, blah blah blah. But can you really justify taking a running back in the top ten? And I just think what the Cowboys are going to encounter, and the Giants are going to encounter, and any you know the Browns or the Niners or whoever you want, the Ravens even is that you can't pass up. It impacts lineman, or a linebacker or a cornerback or safety. To take a running back when it's a position that's completely devalued
2: in the league and you're one knee injury away from disaster. Here's what I would say. The Giants already did a lot of work their defense top season. They obviously have a long way to go, but I think Ezekiel Elliott could be the difference between the Giants winning the division next season and not. And here's, here would be my argument on that. I think the division is very much open for the taking, especially, you know, with Romo's health, that, that leaves it up in the air. I think the Giants, then, you have the, you know, you have Odell, Eli, and Ezekiel to really, they would, I think that that trio would make you either the, you know, first or second best team in the division for the next few years, as long as Eli is still playing at a high level. Um, and once you get into playoffs, we've seen how Eli does. I think Ezekiel Elliott can be a complete game changer for any offense he goes on, but especially one that already has a quarterback and a star wide receiver, one that a lot of peop- a lot of teams in this top 10 do not. So I think it would be, an, if he's there on the board at 10, I don't disagree with you, James. You, you know, Other guys that could take their life, Floyd, might have longer careers, but I think that the impact they would get from Elliott for the next five or six years could be a complete difference maker for, for this team. I think it would be a no-brainer pick if he was there. If it was
1: 1995, you'd be 100% correct, Elliot. But it's, it's, it's 2017, and running backs, as James said, are devalued for a reason. Eight of them gained 1,000 yards last year. Eight running backs in the entire NFL gained 1,000 yards. Only one of those eight made team made the playoffs. That was Adrian Peterson, whose team got wow. knocked out in the first round when he scored all of six points. You Running backs don't mean that. You don't care. Who cares? You can get a guy. Yes, Elliot's the best of the bunch, no doubt about it. Todd Gurley was, was great last year. Rams
2: went seven and nine. Because the Rams, but the Rams didn't have a quarterback. The the Giants already yeah. have a quarterback. They already have a star wide
1: receiver. About, receiver. I mean, I'm, my point is, you could get a, a running back in the third round. You can get a, a Devontae Booker, a CJ Proseis, uh Paul Perkins. No, they won't a be David, as good. A David
3: Johnson from last year, who was maybe right. you right. know. As good as Adrian Peterson when he got drafted
1: in, like, the fifth round or something. You can get running backs all throughout the draft. There's no reason to take one so high, unless you don't have any other need. If your team is set, you've got a great defense, you've got a good quarterback, you've got good receivers, your offensive line's pretty good, and that's, and that's the last piece of the puzzle, yeah, go ahead, take, take a running back. But I just think running backs are so devalued, to use James's word. I mean, it, it, they're just not important anymore. Nobody wins, nobody wins games by running the ball anymore. James, what do you think on this? Well, well, just to get back to what Elliot said about the
4: defense, yes, I understand the Giants spent $200 million, all these defensive pickups and free agency. But I think the problem, that and I think a lot of fans are having this too, is that are we talking about 2016 or are we talking about 2016 and beyond? Because, yes, the, the Giants' defense will be better in 2016, but JPP is on a one-year deal, and if he has a great year, someone could offer him a massive amount of money and he walks uh, Jonathan Hankins, interior tackle, going to his walk year. Someone could pay him a lot of money, and the Giants, even if they want to bring him back, might not be able to bring him back. All the linebackers are on one-year deals. You don't even know if you have a free safety who can play on your roster. You might have to go get a free safety next year. You don't know anything about the depth of your defensive line. You've got a lot of young guys who have to prove it and haven't done that yet. You know, Dominique Rodgers-Cromartie is, is, is getting past thirty. You don't know if you're yeah, going to be over him next thirty year. next year. So I mean, the Giants. They could have six starting jobs potentially open next year on their defense. And everybody says, oh, they, they, they signed Vernon and J- Jenkins and Snacks. It's over. You know, Super Bowl, here we come. But I just think that, yes, maybe Elliott helps them win the NFC East in 2016. But what's going to happen in 2017 when the defense either loses a bunch of guys or has guys prove that they can't get the job done? All of a sudden you're rebuilding the defense again and you're starting from square one in my opinion. You go oh, offense. Say- you go offense, and it's the fifth straight year they go
3: offense. You don't, if you're not investing in that defense, you know, you don't get those building block pieces. They're just, you know, they. It's hard to get these guys in free agency and pencil them in as building block pieces. I mean, the, you don't get all pros in free agency. It just doesn't really work that way most of the time. You know, they gotta they gotta invest in that linebacking core, that pa- those pass rushers, in order to be good. Like James said. Like, you know, looking at it as they could oh, they get Elliott, they could contend for the division immediately this year. Very short-sighted, in my opinion. You got you to gotta look longer term. It's a, you know, two or three year investment where, you, you know, you're really looking at your first round pick making a, a really significant, huge impact. And you got to be all right with that and start looking at getting some of those guys on the defensive side of the ball.
0: Before we move on to the, the back end of our, our mock draft, or our last 10, I just want to throw this at all of you, and um, I have one that is kind of in my head, but maybe you guys have another. To go back to Elliot's point a few minutes ago, that if the Giants did draft Ezekiel Elliott, they would have kind of whatever you want to call it, the three-headed monster. They have Eli Manning at quarterback. They'd have Odell Beckham Jr. at receiver. They'd have uh, Elliott at running back. Now, I don't know, maybe you guys don't think that that kind of trio is as valuable maybe as it used to be. But off the top of your heads, can you think of a better quarterback, receiver, running back trio in the NFL? The only one that comes to my mind would be what the Steelers have with Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Bell. And depending on how good Elliott is, it could be kind of close. Uh, can you think of another one, and, and how much does that matter? Elliott, I'll go to you first because you brought it up.
2: Well, are we assuming the Eagles are keeping Sam Bradford? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so who make- would
2: you go? You go Bradford, yeah. uh, Ryan, Ryan Matthews. Matthews? And I'd probably put Aguilar, I guess, right? Okay, yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> the law no. firm
1: of Bradford,
2: Matthews, and Matthews. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> I mean, off the top of my head, I can't think of what – well, no. I mean, especially when you consider the youth. That, I mean, obviously, Eli Manning's up there, but – you can say the fact that Odell Beckham and Ezekiel Elliott were both not even remotely close to their primes yet. I mean, Ezekiel Elliott hasn't even played. So, yeah, I, I can't think of a, a, a better trio. Mark, how about you?
1: If you like Eddie Lacy, I, I, I'd say Rodgers, Lacy, Jordy Nelson.
2: Well, we'll Jordy be, Nelson's coming off that injury now. He'll be fine. Okay.
1: Well, that, that's certainly up there, though. That,
0: that's a good one. But, yeah, that, that's, that's probably one. How about, uh, Jordan, What your thoughts on they could have that if they made the move?
3: Yeah, I mean, it would be a good trio. I mean, how, how long we got left with Eli. That's, that's, that's the only question with those guys. And, but, yeah, they'd be up I, there.
1: I mean, I mean Dallas had, Dallas had Romo, Murray, Bryant, and didn't win a damn thing. No, well, that's, to be fair, they, they were what? Uh, a
0: weird drop
1: pass kind oh, of Oh, no, they a were a penalty
0: away from getting beaten in the first round. That's true, but then they also were a play away from going to the he NFC title. didn't
1: win anything. Bryant, they, Murray, Romo never won a darn thing.
0: I, I, I get it, but they did win, what, 12 or 13 games quick, that yeah. year? Won
1: one playoff game.
0: Yeah. I,
1: I mean, mean what, what about – <laughs> Against the Detroit Lions.
3: I don't even care. You got to have some – no right? The Lions don't even count.
1: I think we all agree
3: on that, though. You so, need some kind of defense.
0: Beat the Detroit Lions. I mean, come on. <laughs> you do. You do need some kind of defense. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to our back end here. Is As the Giants get Leonard Floyd, Uh, Jordan made the pick for the Giants, Leonard Floyd at number 10. So now we reset. That means, James, you're back on the board, picking for the Chicago Bears at number 11. Well, this is going to sound funny after all the talk we had about
2: uh, Elliott, but I'm taking Ezekiel Elliott
4: at number 11.
2: So top 10, no way. Number 11, though, fine pick.
4: All right, well, well, <laughs> All right. The line of demarcation has been set. One, one. if I'm the Chicago Bears, I'm calling Tannenbaum in Miami, who supposedly is infatuated with him, and I'm going to make a really good deal. I'm going to trade down to 13, and they're going to give me way too much because they don't know what they're really doing down there. But assuming – see, here's my thing about Elliot. So if you're the Bears, you're not feeling good because I really wanted Leonard Floyd. He's not there. I think Shaq Lawson is a guy who you could take, but Shaq Lawson is he really worth the 11th pick? I don't know. Um, and then Sheldon Rankin is another guy I considered, and you know he might be the better guy, but I just think one you have the, the significant drop off, you know, in the salary structure when you go from 10 to 11, and two, I mean, Chicago does need a running back. They just lost Matt Forte. You don't know if Alshon Jeffrey is going to be around after this year playing under the tag. It would help Jay Cutler. And, you know, obviously the NFC North maybe helps their style of play. So I will say Ezekiel Elliott, 11 to
0: the Bears. And I think he'd be a good pick for them. Elliott, now you're up with the Saints at number 12.
2: Yeah, so, uh, I mean, I would have taken Ezekiel Elliott if he was still there. Um, But the guy I'm going to take is uh, Sheldon Rankins um, from Louisville. Um, I read in a certain mock draft uh, on a Monday morning on NJ.com. That would be a good pick for them. And, uh, you know, they are they're terrible against the uh, – they are a t- terrible defense last year. 30, you know, one of the worst in the league, 31st. So I think it helps their defensive line. Um, I think it's good value here. I think it would be a good pick for them.
0: All right, so we have Rankins going at number 12 for the Saints, who always seem to need defense. And now I'm up at number 13 for the Dolphins, who I think are just probably so sad that they didn't answer the call on time when James called to try to trade up for Ellie because that's – seemingly the guy they want. I'll go defense for them. I'll go with a cornerback. I'll go Eli Apple, the New Jersey kid who went to Ohio State, uh, and they'll add him to their defense and, and Byron Maxwell and, uh, and Kiko Alonso and all those guys. Uh, so I go with Eli Apple, cornerback from Ohio State. Mark, you're up for the Oakland Raiders. I,
1: um, I'm going to go cornerback also. I'm going to take William Jackson from Houston. He's a, Ra- he's a Raider true and true. Ooh. Big, big strong, physical corner uh, the kind of Raiders have, have loved for for years. He's a You know, I'm not going to put him in his category, but Charles Woodson type, that body kind of style, big, strong, fast, uh, likes to get in your face, play a little man-to-man press. This kid is this kid was born to be an Oakland Raider. Born to, born to be an Oakland, be an Oakland Raider. Raider. I like
0: that.
1: I like that. But he's without the trouble. Without, I don't think he's got any I trouble. That, I don't
3: know if that's a positive, by the <laughs>
1: way. Hey, the Raiders are going to be good next year, guys. That's my, that's they are, are, are going to be pretty good.
0: I, I agree with that. I think they're going to be good too. Jordan, you're up for the Tennessee Titans, who obviously uh, had the number one pick just you know a, a week and a half ago or whatever it was, and now uh, they sit in the middle of the first round. The Titans at number fifteen. Yeah, do you thank got? you very much. I mean, I'll take Jack Conklin.
3: Why not? You know, I was going to take Laramie Tunsil at one. Now I got all those picks, and I get Jack Conklin at fifteen. Thank you.
0: That's by the way. Pretty good. I,
3: watched, I watched Jack Conklin play against uh, DeForest Buckner. I went this morning and uh he pretty much dominated him. Give up like one play the whole game. That
0: pretty was the good. Early, that was one of the early games last season, right? Like the one of the like early yep. marking yep. games. Yep. They the, the Michigan State
3: beat Oregon, uh pretty much ended their season. I pretty I think it was like the op- one of you know, one of those opening week games. And uh he started to wear down a little bit at the end, but for the most part he clearly got the better in my eyes of DeForest Buckner, so I was impressed. And uh fifteenth pick, yeah. I'll take him, him and Taylor Lewan. Your job is to protect my man, the man, Mar- the man, the myth, the legend, Marcus Mariota,
1: for the next ten years. Mark, what do you think? That's a great pick. That's a great, and if, and if it goes that way, ten, I'm telling you, Tennessee's another team that they're going to be good in a hurry. With with all the picks that they that, that they got from the Rams, they 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 have their quarterback. They have some. They have some other talent. They have a good. I mean, if if um what's his name out uh, of the receiver they took last year, Green Beckham. Yeah. If, if, yeah. if he becomes the guy that they think he is, uh, they have a couple other little pieces. Now they now you got, now their offensive line is, has two bookend tackles. And, then, and they still have three second-round picks to add, God knows, a linebacker, a safety, a defensive uh, lineman, whatever they want there. I mean, yeah, the, the Tennessee Titans could get good in a hurry, especially playing in a, a not-great division in, in the AFC South. Well, as long as their quarterback's good, they're going to get great in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So well, that, they've got definitely- pieces
0: around them. I mean, you know.
3: Yeah, but I mean, you know.
0: (laughs) James, uh, we reset. You're back up now. The number 16 overall pick, the Detroit Lions. Uh, James, you're on the clock. Shaq Lawson, defensive end from Clemson. Uh, I consider Laquan Treadwell
4: just because, obviously, Calvin Johnson retiring gives me a little bit of a hole. But I will go with Lawson.
3: They signed Marvin Jones. Helps them ease that a little bit.
0: That's true, but I think Lawson would be a good fit for them. Uh, so we have Lawson go at number sixteen to the Lions. Elliot, you're back up with the Atlanta Falcons. All
2: right, they have a, a need at linebacker here. I'm going to go with Deron Lee out of Ohio State, um, turnover machine last year, four and a half sacks, two forced fumbles, and interception. Fills a need for them and can be a playmaker for them on defense. So I'm going to I'm going to go with Lee out of Ohio State. All
0: right, that puts me, that puts me back up with the. Indianapolis Colts, who were just a mess up front on both sides last year, and obviously luck got hurt and the the season just turned out to be a disaster. I think they make the first, I don't know what you want to call it, controversial pick or the eye-opening pick. I think they go with talent and they risk everything else, and I think they're taking Noah Spence, uh, the outside linebacker, pass rusher, defensive end, whatever you want to call him, originally from Ohio State, had to leave. It uh, goes to a smaller school, and I think he ends up uh, with the Colts as a pass rusher at number 18. So I go Noah
1: Spence of the Colts. Mark, you're up with the Bills. I'm still a little shocked that, uh, 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 on that last pick. Noah Spence, really, Joe, wow. They're going for talent. You're going for all – character doesn't matter, huh?
0: Uh, well, it does, but not for the Colts in that pick. You, you don't
1: want an offensive
0: lineman to keep Andrew Luck standing up, huh? Yeah, I thought about Taylor Decker. But once yeah. – if Conklin was there, I would have
1: taken Conklin. Uh, but I, I went with the home – trying uh, to hit Buffs. a home run. A little shock. Um, all right, Buffalo. I I wanted, I wanted Lee and Elliott took him ahead of me from Atlanta, which probably could happen as well. Um, I could shock the world and take a quarterback here, huh?
2: Do it. You
0: could. Mike Mayock mentioned last week that this could be a spot for Paxton Lynch. I am or, lurking. Or another quarterback. I am lurking
1: well, is is point. Paxton Lynch on the board? Yes. Oh, God, give me Paxton Lynch, and, I'm, and, and Buffalo's going to be good for a while now. Yeah, give me Paxton Lynch. I didn't realize he was still on the board. Last
3: week, I mean, at 20, by the way, me, just got upset because we were, we were
1: lurking for Paxton Lynch, and we were trying not to say anything. I, I assume somebody traded up and took him, but I guess not. Okay, yeah. Give me, oh, Paxton Lynch is a no-brainer for for the Bills. And Jordan, before you
0: go, just last week Mike Mayock said that the Jet, you know, Paxton Lynch could follow the Jets at twenty, but beware of the Bills. And I don't know if Mark heard him or he just no, well, I did. He's on knocked, the same Browns, page.
1: The Cleveland Browns are taking Paxton Lynch. Mark's sold on the Browns. Maybe not at eight. Maybe maybe they they, they go they, down they again. Down to Tennessee and get him at fifteen. But they're going to the Brown, Paxton Lynch will be. We will see Paxton Lynch opening day at Lincoln Financial Field. Lynch versus Wentz on the bench. (laughs) They'll have have a contest during the pregame that you can throw (laughs) further.
3: Oh, they'll put on a Uh, show like Beckham. They'll do like pregame shows. (laughs) Jordan, before
0: you go, uh, James, what are your thoughts on Lynch and the Bills? How does Lynch help Rex keep his job?
1: Uh, I just don't see that
0: Because they like Tyrod.
4: I don't think Lynch is going (laughs) to play next year. And it just seems to me that Rex has to put up or
1: shut up this year or he's going to be well, then, gone. I'm not worried about Rex. I'm If I'm, if I'm the Buff- – I mean, Rex doesn't make the pick, right? Yeah, really? I hope he's not making so, the final decision. No, I, there. I, I, I understand. I'm just saying – I feel bad well,
3: for Buffalo if he's the one make, ultimately making all the Yeah, you know, I, I just
4: think that the Bills should try to help the defense. I think Encomdiche has got Buffalo
1: Bills written all over. He's the Rex <laughs> Ryan player. He's Rex Ryan's player. I, I agree with you I mean. That. I agree, James. That's what was, you know that's who I was ready to take until you until I realized Lynch was on the board. I don't think I like, the Eagles not passing up a franchise. I think Paxton Lynch could be just as good as any quarterback in this draft, if not better. And if and that's like this is like Aaron Rodgers falling in your lap, except Tyrod Taylor isn't Brett Favre. So I don't. I mean, I'm not. Are you sold on Tyrod Taylor ever doing anything in the NFL? I'm not necessarily sold on him, but I just think that one they seem to
4: like him. He he had a positive <laughs> year for them last year. Like I team. just think is a guy. I don't see how Rex is gonna. I mean, you could see Rex up there with this kid talking. Oh, I'm gonna go buy
1: him a pet panther after we're done with this press conference. It it has
4: got Rex written all over it. And again,
1: and in, in the real scenario, I think Lynch will because somebody will have made a trade and, and get and that, and that's probably what they're going to do. I just couldn't let Lynch. I couldn't let the Jets get, get Lynch for twenty either. If Lynch is getting falling that far, the Dallas Cowboys are going to try and make that move up. Or Denver. You
3: could you could book that. Those two, yeah, is- Denver too. They're going to try and make that move up if Lynch is there that late. Or the Jets. The Jets could easily move up a couple spots to try and get him.
0: Yeah. Or the Eagles. Lynch
4: won't
0: Can't have enough. Keep getting quarterbacks. Uh, and I agree. Yeah, the, the Jets certainly could try to jump the Bills if they're afraid the Bills are going to make that pick. So, Jordan, you wrap up our mock draft. We go to number 20 uh, with the Jets, who now uh, clearly don't have uh, Paxton Lynch on the board anymore. Where would you go for the Jets? Mike McCagnin is a shrewd evaluator
3: of talent. Under this scenario, he waited. He looked around. He likes Reggie Ragland, the middle linebacker from Alabama. Big, strong guy, uh, solid player, instincts. You know, David David Harris getting old. Uh, that's the pick for them. That's the pick for
0: the for the Jets. Reggie Ragland. Does uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick come back, or the Jets going to kind of just wing it at quarterback? What do you think, Jordan? <laughs> well, you, you didn't get
3: – I mean, I, I'm, I'm thinking about Hackenberg because uh, Mark Echel over there told me uh, Mark, uh, you know, uh, Hackenberg could be that guy. But, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is ultimately going to come back. He has nowhere else to go. He has nowhere
1: else to go. He's yeah, going <laughs> if they, if they trade, you know because we're investing in quarterbacks here so we're investing <laughs> seriously I know I know this is not a Jets
3: podcast but could somebody tell me where Ryan Fitzpatrick could possibly end up besides the Jets yeah I
0: don't think he has any spot I, I don't I, I think McKagan's gonna win not only I, I agree with you Jordan he's a good talent evaluator but I think he's gonna win the negotiation because I'm with you I don't know where Ryan Fitzpatrick goes and and even if they draft a quarterback, you know that that quarterback they
3: draft at twenty or eighteen, if they move up a couple spots, that guy's not going to be playing in twenty sixteen with this Jets team. That guy's going to be more of a debe- developmental guy who needs like a year or so, or at least you know he needs that veteran aside from. So Fitzpatrick's can come back even if they draft that guy at twenty. You don't want him learning from Gino. No, I don't <laughs> think that's I don't think that's the way the Jets are going to go at this at this point in time. Gino's <laughs> not a good just a hunch. For- just, the just a hunch. Gino Geno Smith will be a free agent. It would be kind of funny if the Denver Broncos picked up Geno Smith. though. bring all the Jets quarterbacks in. Geno <laughs> and Sanchez in Denver. Bring Tebow back to them. What the hell? Yeah, and then
1: they'll, they'll win a Super Bowl and everyone Tebow will be able to laugh. Tebow actually won a game. Won a playoff game in Denver.
0: Uh, before we wrap this up, the one thing I noticed, I just want to throw at you guys, it could, just, it could have just been this mock draft, the way we all took players and it just shook out this way. But I notice, as I look at the list here, unless I'm missing something, that a, a wide receiver does not go in our top 20. Do you think that's realistic, or yep. so you, yes. you do think that could happen? Yeah. That that's weird because, I and mean, I, I know this class isn't as good, but the not last couple good. years, the last couple of years have been a crazy run on wide receivers.
1: That'd be a big difference.
0: There's I think not the runs
1: going to come start. 20 to 30. A bunch of if we kept it going, in the, one, in the mock draft I did Monday morning, I have the, um, the Texans starting a run of, like, three in a row. I have Houston, Minnesota, and Cincinnati all taking them three in a row, and then Kansas City coming back a few picks later and taking another one. But there's no – I mean, when, when I did my series, one of the stories about the draft was a scout telling me there's no Odell Beckham. In it. There's a lot of wide receivers in this draft, but there's no story. There's no Odell Beckham. There's no Amari Cooper. There's a bunch of, you know, decent guys, Corey Coleman, Josh Doxon, um, Will Fuller, La- Laquan Treadwell. They're all good, but – no, I, I don't think any of them are are worthy of top. And, and a lot of the teams picking really didn't need a wide receiver, if you think about it. And but again, you it. know, this is the, this is a
3: position almost like running back where you can get you can get a lot of good wide receivers. It doesn't have to be in the top ten. Like you can, you can get a good wide receiver maybe more than any other position in the second round. I feel it might yeah. take might take a little time, but you know you're not going to get an Odell Beckham rookie year, but you know
1: you can get some guys out in that, in that. I don't round. think anybody passed on one that. They had a glaring need. I mean, well, you know, Cleveland needs everything, but I mean, I don't think anybody that had a glaring need at wide receiver passed on one for another player. Falcons could use one,
3: right? They could really use somebody next to, no, uh, they, Leo. but they, they, they already have a
1: one. And, and they signed the kid from Rutgers. Oh, Which it's the new, right? Mount, yeah. That's so they're true. okay. They, they they're paying, big they're big paying Muhammad Likings a star. So they're okay with uh, wide receiver. Forgot about, forgot about him.
0: Yeah, so it could be. It could be a year where no receiver goes, um, you know, at least in the first half or maybe the first twenty picks. And, 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 and I said, but then
1: there'll be a run. Houston, I think, is definitely going to take one. I think the Vikings are definitely going to take one, and the Bengals almost have to take one since they lost two.
0: Right. That that makes sense. That that's where the receivers will go off the board. I will wrap it up here. The draft is Thursday night. Hope everyone enjoyed our little mock draft here. You guys will be uh, doing a ton of work, ton of coverage in the next couple days leading up to the mock draft, leading up to the real draft uh, on Thursday night. The Eagles pick at two. Elliot and Mark will have you covered. And the Giants, obviously, pick at number 10. Jordan and James will have you covered. Uh, Jordan, James, from the Giants' perspective, thanks, as always, for doing this.
3: You got Anytime. it. El- Elliot, are you still there? You're still breathing? Got to make sure.
2: I'm still here. I'm just, I'm just right, trying Elliot, to get over the Bradford thing, you know? Just it's hard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
2: been a rough, uh, and, rough day for real.
0: And from the No Huddle Show perspective, Elliot and Mark, thanks for doing this, guys.
2: Thank no you, problem. I'll talk to you soon.
0: And thanks to all of you for listening to our joint NFL draft mock draft preview show uh, right here on NJ.com. We'll be with you with a ton of coverage coming up. We'll be back next week with individual shows, obviously with the Giants and the Eagles, to break down what happened uh, with probably Carson Wentz to the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, we'll see where the New York Giants go at number 10. Thanks for listening.